Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Fantasy Baseball for Friday, March 8th. Alex Uwe here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great as always. Finally got a couple of drafts coming up this weekend that I'm getting prepared mm-hmm. for. Um, I kind of wish I was in uh, in more leagues. I think I'm only I'm only doing three right now. It's not enough. I gotta I gotta pump those numbers up. Um, <laughs> I, I I'll, I'll tell a little quick story before we get into it. But uh, right now we're doing a a draft through a text group chat. Do not recommend ever do not recommend even it's though it's exactly slow. what we did last year no 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 no. this like every pick is being made through a text message group chat in addition to all the other random nonsense that you'll get in a fantasy group chat so um yeah if you can do anything else that that would be much better but uh yeah we're here to talk some fantasy baseball we'll continue on the rankings breakdown and we're we're up in our game. We're doing 50 at a time now because uh, because I upped my game. A week. We went from I, I upgraded my rankings to top 300 now. So uh, check those out, beattheshiftbaseball.com to see my top 300 fantasy rankings for Roto Leagues as well as positional rankings. So um, that's what we'll be going through, numbers 50 through 100 today. And uh, also, before we get going like to remind you that you can ask your fantasy baseball questions uh, on Twitter at BeatTheShiftBP, and you can also email us, uh, BeatTheShiftBaseball at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and uh, start with a little bit of news that we somehow have not talked about yet. Uh, Bryce Harper finally landed with the Phillies, as we kind of expected. So, um, yeah, Bryce Harper, yeah. not with the Dodgers. You okay with that? Nope. Uh, I'm fine with that. Bryce Harper was a want, not a need. Um, he chose to not gamble on his future too much. 13 years, $303 million, no opt-outs, as opposed to the Dodgers offer of four years, uh, $180 million. That is a AAV of $45 million, which would shatter all records in terms of uh, average annual value. Um, decided to, you know, maybe didn't like the way that Scott Boris ran the whole thing is like you know what i just don't want to deal with him until you know i'm 39 instead of when i'm 30 and still in my prime so uh yeah not not too sad over missing out on bryce harper uh yeah and i think the phillies are looking like a real good team now we we were kind of waiting for that one move to really put them over the edge and that was it their lineup is one of the best in baseball now I'm looking to draft a lot of Phillies, actually. Um, Scott Kingery? Well, maybe maybe not him. That that doesn't help his stock <laughs> too much. But uh, of course, Bryce Harper is probably going to hit. He's probably going to hit third, which is uh, also the new number he's mm-hmm. wearing, number three. And okay. um, he's going to be really good. He he has been for years now, even in his non MVP caliber seasons. Still very productive. Last year, batting average wise was was a bit deflated because of the shift. Basically, he was still hitting the ball really hard, just hitting it right at right into the shift. He, he couldn't beat the shift. He couldn't beat the shift. Um, so you know, if nothing else, if he if he just listens to to our advice that's in the name of our podcast, he will be back to being. It's just that simple. You just got to beat caliber it. Player. Yeah, I mean, he still gets on base at like a four hundred clip base, and so uh, 
if you're in an on-base league. Still, of course, the first rounder. Um, and, you know, we've talked about Bryce Harper. He was in the, uh, the first episode of the rankings breakdown that we did. But, you know, now things are a little bit different, but everything's essentially the same. He's in a good hitter's park. I was ranking him, expecting him to, uh, you know, to play in a, in a good ballpark like this. So not much changes in terms of his, uh, his ranking due to the signing. So I guess I'll briefly mention, too, uh, other Phillies that benefit from this. The top of the lineup looks like it'll include Andrew McCutcheon, Gene Segura, JT Real Muto and Bryce Harper in in some order, and then Reese Hoskins, who will probably hit behind Harper. So all of those guys, of course, are looking really good. Cesar Hernandez was a guy I was looking at um, pretty highly before this signing. Uh, his stock has moved down a little bit because I think he will be hitting late in the lineup and also is dealing with a little bit of a hip injury right now. So uh, he's not a likely candidate to lead off for like I said, one of the best lineups in, in the league now. So everybody else benefits. Um, yeah, so let's let's get right into it. Let's do what we always do. You'll rattle these names off five at a time, and we'll we'll break it down from there. Yep. All right, let's get started. Uh, let's power through this thing. Starting uh, at number 50 through 55 here, JT Realmuto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who we have seen in this list. That means the rankings are updated. Go look at the updated rankings. Um, Marcelo Zuna, 52. Ozzy Albies, Max Muncy, and Gene Segura, who you just mentioned as part of that uh, newly uh, minted Phillies lineup. So let's start right at the top of this list. JT Realmuto, a catcher, uh, rounding out the top 50. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's is he fifty one here? No, he's, he he's fifty. I, I cheated a little okay. bit. It should have been fifty one to hundred for that clean fifty. So we have fifty one here. But I cheated today. because last episode, Cheater. last episode, JT Real Muto was not in my top fifty. I am updating these rankings as things change, as I see fit. Um, so I figured I should talk about the number one catcher in fantasy. Um, the biggest takeaway here, also a new Philadelphia Philly, of course, that we've talked about before. He has always been a much better hitter on the road, and he's away from Miami now. There's there's not much more to it. On the road in his career, his slash line batting average of 310, 358 on base, a 494 slugging. That is really good. And yeah, good. He's, got, he's got plenty of support now. So... Yeah, that that kind of solidified him as the number one. And I'll take him this early because I would take him this early as a hitter in general. You know, the position scarcity really does bump up his value even more. But, you know, there's there's maybe yeah three or four from, catchers. From a, from a pure fantasy perspective when, you know, we don't care about defense or, uh, like, you know, positional fit in the same way that you would in, in the actual game. Yeah, JT Romuto is, is a uh, upper tier Hitter. Yeah, I would say there's four or five catchers that I would that I would draft for their offensive production, not just their position scarcity. And JT Romuto is right at the top, so mm-hmm. I would take him. What is this? Is basically at the start of the fifth round, in yeah, in either case, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, take G- JT Romuto. Um, the other names in this list, Vladimir Guerrero, we talked about last time. I moved him down a little bit just because I liked like JT Real Muto better. I don't remember who else I, I bumped up ahead of him. 
Somebody but, um, must be into the top 50 now. We've talked about him. He's, he's going to be good. He yeah. will probably start in the minor leagues, uh, according to he is the, going to, the GM of the Blue Jays. But we knew that, so nothing changes. Um, yeah. Marcelo Zuna is a very divisive outfielder because he had a pretty down year. And also, if you have the time, look up his yeah. profile picture on MLB.com. It is, brace, brace yourselves. It is awful. <laughs> He needs to change this picture. I don't. This must be. He needs a new to picture. change that look, let alone the picture. Well, does he look like that now? Is that is that what he's rocking? I don't know. I don't think he does. But like, if I haven't he looked, looked at, at Marcelo. He looked like that at some point. He's he doesn't have a hit on the spring, so maybe. Anyway, it's really if you don't want to draft yeah. him for that reason, I understand. But he does hit the ball really <laughs> hard. He did last year, even though the power numbers were a little bit down. Only twenty three home runs the year before. He hit thirty seven. So somewhere in the middle. Sounds pretty good in the middle of the Cardinals lineup. Um, Ozzie Albies, another guy who um, who was really good last year. He, he was really hot, and then I think kind of went too. We went too far in the opposite direction in saying that he had a lot of bust potential because uh, he really, you know, was a bit streaky, and there were some holes in his game. But this is a really talented young player, second base, super weak position. Uh, power speed combo you have to take him Max Muncy of course broke out in a big way last year he will play for the Dodgers if you have playing time concerns you really shouldn't Max Muncy's gonna nope. play he will probably hit a lot against lefties even though he didn't down the stretch last year the Dodgers are not dumb they know how good he is against lefties they they I, I can't believe that the Dodgers yeah. would actually sit him against lefties knowing what they know now so Max Muncy will play and hit third or fourth every day pretty much uh, and if he doesn't, then then that's on me, or that's on the Dodgers. It's on somebody. Uh, Gene Segura, Phillies. Enough said. Next. <laughs> oh, next set. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was my my dad was no. actually actually asking about uh, your rankings if they were up, and yes, they are. They are up. Yeah, they um, are up. Um, all right, fifty six through sixty. Let's go through this. George Springer, James Paxton, Big Maple. Lorenzo Kane, Zach Ranke, and Walker Bueller. Yeah, so George Springer is probably the standout on this list because he really hasn't uh, really achieved everything that we thought he'd be able to, uh, um, just in terms of you know his complete game. The power was not what we were expecting last year. Of course, still gonna you know score a bunch of runs at the top of the Houston Astros lineup. He's gonna do it again. He should be ranked around here just for that reason. But I do think there's more power than the 22 homers he hit last year. Um, and he's shown it before. Hit 34 the year before. And uh, he's just he's a really talented player. I don't, I don't know what happened last year necessarily. But, you know, I do believe that Springer was a better player than he was in 2018. So that's the simplest way. But that James Paxton with the Yankees now. Did have some trouble away from uh, Safeco Field last year, so there was some concern there. But his his raw stuff is really good. Upper nineties fastball. He, he he did have another injury last year, didn't he? Though. Um, he did. It didn't hinder him. Some time. Didn't hinder him nearly as much. No. As uh, as other past injuries, um, and he, you know some of the injury history isn't necessarily that he's that he's uh he's brittle like he got. He got a comebacker off the head two years ago, that was, I think. So, you know, that's not necessarily his fault. 
I don't have any reason to be any more skeptical of his health than pretty much any other pitcher in this range. So, uh, you know, James Paxton with the Yankees, a little bit worse ballpark for him, but still really good stuff. Strikes out plenty of batters. Um, and I, I believe that he might, uh, he might really elevate his game if he, he works in a cutter. I think I've, I've seen reports that he's been working on that in spring training. The Yankees love their uh, their starting pitchers to throw cutters. You know, CC Sabathia is they like to throw cutters and sliders, and we know that. Yes, yeah, Sunny uh, Sunny Gray, Sunny Gray, in the Gray does not like his slider. <laughs> no, uh, he had some opinions there, but Sunny Gray is not in yeah. the top 100, so we're not going to talk about him right now. Um, if James Paxton does incorporate a cutter, that will be deadly. <laughs> so he uh, he's I think this is. You know, it's a good spot for him uh, with the Yankees, that is. So Lorenzo Cain, really good for the Brewers. Yet again, he kind of does it in a sneaky way. Steals a lot of bases and uh, hits for a little bit of power. I wouldn't be surprised if he has kind of a Christian Yelich-type season where the power is just really inflated by or by the ballpark. Inflated for him. He, he hit 10 home runs last year. He's normally like... A low to mid teens home run guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he he hit mid twenties home runs um, in that ballpark. You know, along with the same athleticism that he brings to the table. So I like him a lot. Zach Greinke is a workhorse. He's really reliable in terms of health, innings, everything else. Uh, I I'd still have to take Zach Greinke ahead of Walker Bueller, even though Walker Bueller does have a lot more buzz around his name right now. Uh, a lot more upside, of course, because he's a young flamethrower who uh, really, you know, established himself performance-wise. There is a workload concern for him. That's the one thing that I would keep in mind. Uh, if you decide to draft Walker Bueller, you might only get 160 to 180 innings from him just because the Dodgers really like to manage workload. Um, let's get to the next block. Next block. All right, right into another Dodger. Corey Seager coming back from um, Tommy John surgery uh, at 61. Then Alberto Mondesi, Craig Kimbrell, Edwin Diaz, and Cody Bellinger. A lot of Dodgers right here, uh, 50 through 65. Um, they're well, two. <laughs> 50 through 65. Oh, um, yeah, I guess. I guess there are a lot of Dodgers here. <laughs> I, I wasn't paying attention to uh, what you said there, but uh, Corey Seager is coming off of. A couple injuries, hip injury and an elbow injury that he had uh, Tommy John on. He is a really good hitter. I believe he's fully healthy. I There have been no reports or indications that he's not back to uh, back to full health. So if it, t- I would really recommend being patient with him. You know, if he, uh, if he takes a little while to get his timing down, to get back into the rhythm of things, it will happen and you really want to uh, be holding him when he does, uh, you know, get fully back into the uh, the major league season rhythm. That's the one thing that I, I think people kind of don't understand about missing as much time as he did, is that it does take time just to get reacclimated to everything, not just stepping into the batter's box and facing pitching. So I, I think this is a player you really have to be patient with. But the upside's so high. He was a second-round player a year ago. So, Corey Seager, like him a lot. Alberto Mondesi, 
is probably the most hyped player in Roto's three formats right now because he stole 32 bases in 75 games last year. That pace is ridiculous. And if nothing else, he will carry you in steals. He's just... He didn't have that high a pedigree as a, as a prospect. Had a really good season last year um, and did hit 12 homers. Or 12, 14 homers. I, I'm mistaken. Um, Mondesi will probably not be as good as he was in that span last year over the, over the course of the whole season. Uh, he, he strikes out too much and only walks at a 3% rate. I think strikes out at a uh, around a 25% rate. So it's, it's not ideal. He's not an elite hitter, but he's going to do so many things for you with that speed uh, that you could um, definitely make a case for drafting him higher than Corey Seager, higher than a lot of these other names. You could you could argue drafting him two rounds earlier. I just won't be, so I'm not going to rank him that way. <laughs> um, I spent a lot of time on Mondesi because he is an important, he is a really important player um, when it comes to you know these these four through six rounds of the draft. Um, there is very little stolen base upside in baseball these days. There's a handful of players that have 50 plus stolen base upside he's one of them so if that is really important to you then take him earlier um all right a couple closers here craig kimbrell is still my number one closer it's not edwin diaz who saved 57 games last year craig kimbrell still just is dominant in terms of strikeout rate Uh, wherever he ends up he is going to close i'm not going to change my rankings depending on where he lands most likely so of course, both of them are ranked right next to each other, interchangeable. Both a really good option for your first closer. And then Cody Bellinger, really versatile position-wise. And, of course, this is kind of like Aaron Judge, only one year only one year removed from having a phenomenal rookie season. And that power is still there. It didn't go anywhere just because he didn't do it again last season. You know, it doesn't mean that he can't ever get back to that level, still hit 25 home runs last year. Same kind of deal. Split the difference between 25 and 39 homers. You're going to be in a pr- you're going to be pretty happy with that performance from Cody Bellinger. Um all right, next block. <laughs> all right. Gary Sanchez, 66 this is 66 66 through 70. Yeah. Gary Sanchez, Jack Flaherty, Justin Upton, Matt Chapman, and Jose Abreu. Yeah, uh, before I continue to, if you have anything that you want to say about these guys, just chime in. I'm talking at a very fast pace. I'm also just kind of tired and kind of letting you ramble. That's Um, fine. I'm just saying because I'm talking at such a fast pace, I'm not really going to be slowing down to to ask you if you have opinions on these guys. If you do, just interrupt me, please. It's... Matt, uh, I'll I'll go straight to Matt Chapman. He seems a little low to me, even though he's not a great number. Matt Chapman, if you don't draft Matt Chapman at number 69, then you're doing something wrong. I think it's the thing.
Yeah, yeah, and Jack Flaherty is absolutely tearing up this spring so far. So, yeah. How many guys did he strike out though in his spring start? Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next block. Beach to it. Uh, 70 through 71 through 75, Nicholas Castellanos, Blake Trinan, Matt Olson, Daniel Murphy, and Mike Clevenger, who you've already kind of spoken at length about. Um, we'll start with Castellanos at the top. The guy that, I mean, you and I have talked about a lot because he's on my fantasy team. Um, it's all a guy that we're not really completely sure what we're going to get out of this year, but we know that he's going to be somewhat good. It will.
really. That'll be helped by cores. X-Block. Oh, well, I mean, Mike Clevenger, but see Jack Flaherty for that. Um, <laughs> 76 to 80. We're in the back half of this 50, of this 50 right here. All right. Mitch Hanniger, Eddie Rosario, Araldis Chapman, Michael Conforto, and Luis Severino. Now, I'll ask you right away about Luis Severino with the shoulder injury that I think has taken about two or three weeks. Um, how does that affect your outlook? All right, 
81 through 85, Hayes Aguilar, Nelson Cruz, Scooter, J- Kenley Jansen, then Scooter Jeanette, and then AJ Pollock at 85. That's right, he's a twin. I forgot where he went. He is... Nope, lost 25 pounds, got another heart procedure over the off-season. He should be rearing up, ready to go to be fully healthy for this year. That's fine. That's fine. I don't judge you for it. Even though I do. But but when he plays, he's fantastic. Yep. Yep. Next block. All right, so next block, Josh Donaldson, 86-90. Josh Donaldson, Felipe Vasquez, Madison Mugwarner, Clayton Kershaw, uh, who we've seen before, and obviously this has to do with his injury concern right now. And then at 90, Joey Gallo. Um, I, I, know, I don't necessarily blame you because of Kershaw's injury, but uh, something's making me really angry about seeing Madison Bumgarner at one spot above him. Ah, screw you then. Yeah, Pro- probably not going to be ready for opening day, but he did throw 12 to 15 pitches today off a mound, so that is encouraging, and he said he felt fine. The strikeouts were down a little bit, but yeah.
yeah. Don't don't take Joey Gallo in a singles league if somehow you have that rule. But yeah, <laughs> we should definitely make that league now. Okay, so next two blocks because we're doing five blocks. Yeah, ninety-one through hundred. So let's do it. Travis Shaw, Edwin Encarnacion, Michael Brantley, Roberto Osuna. Brad Hand, Gleyber Torres, Will Myers, David Price, D. Gordon, and Jameson Tyone. Yeah. Osuna is still with the No Tolerance Astros, correct? Okay. No Tolerance. Got it. Yeah, because he's going to play third. Rostakis is going to play second this year for some reason. He he will, I think, right? That's the plan for the Brewers. Again, in the middle of a really good lineup. Yeah, but he was healthy most of last year, and he was, uh, I believe, he was an all-star last year, right? I can't confirm it either, but he was good last year. Also going to have more protection this year, Machado. Maybe. Where does Hosmer slot in that lineup? Very weird lineup. The Padres are a very weird team. I wouldn't either. <laughs> they deal with the Franimal, though. Nope, yeah. Stolen bases. A significant amount last year with the injured toe.
All right, yeah. You uh yeah, so take take a breath right now. So that rounds out our top 100. Um 50 at a time is is rough, especially when you were going at the same pace of doing fit or doing 25 at a time. But yeah, so 50 at a time. We we got through it. And we did that pretty well. So uh yeah, you can check out again if you missed our first two shows for the top 50, not including GT Real Muto. Um, you can check those out on our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at beattheshiftbp. Ask us questions there. Follow us on Instagram, uh, at beattheshiftbp on Instagram as well. Um, I'm double-checking with you that, is, that that's our Instagram handle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we're, yeah. Be, be on the lookout. Yeah, Facebook, Beat the Ship Baseball. Email us questions as well, Beat the Ship Baseball at gmail.com. And you can find all the rest of Uwe's rankings. Top 300 now, you're doing? Top 300 at beatshipbaseball.com. Catch all our articles, all our podcasts there. Again, Twitter at beatshipbp, at beatshipbp, Instagram at beatshipbp. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, Uwe.